הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו, כל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קידוש אשר בארץ המה. ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוחמה רבנו נחמן ונפגה נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם תראה בי סטארט תורה קט אנחנו נדוק תורה קי אז וואו טו תורות תורה קט תורה 109 סטארט ווט אברס אין קהלת צ'אפטר 8 יש הבל אשר נעשה על הארץ We're going to see what that means a breath or a vanity or something see that uh, the tzadikim, it happens to the tzadikim, the deeds of Rehaim that they receive as if uh, they receive the deeds of Rehaim okay what's the connection between a vanity and what makes tzadikim be punished as if they were Rehaim is a very unique connection. Tiyah Rabbeinu ties them together. A really, really awesome lesson. Something very, uh, a huge chidush. And tremendously applicable in Avodat Hashem. Perush, the explanation is like this. Hevel. Hainu hevel peheretim agoran. What's the hevel? When we reference it in the verse in Koheret. This is the hevel peh, the breath of a person. Heretim agoran, that emerges from the throat. Mignuche dekaganach. From the size that one sighs. Each and every person according to his spiritual level. Tzadikim walk with this and the sinners stumble on this. We're going to see here what this means. There's a rasha, a person who's wicked, all his days, and then one time he groans, he sighs, Over the past, he regrets the past. And there's a tzaddik, who, God forbid, it happens, is originally righteous, but he regrets the former deeds. And then he sighs, and he groans as well. So what this means is sometimes the tzaddikim They too uh, regret their former deeds. And uh, sometimes they wish they could have done something a little bit different, a little bit wrong. Behold, there's two ropes. There's a rope of holiness. And opposite this rope of holiness is a rope of impurity. But the choice is free. There's free will. Anyone who sanctifies himself, attaches himself to the holy rope. And on the opposite side, God forbid, one who makes himself impure, attaches himself and binds himself to this impure rope. And Rabbanu is going to explain what this holy rope, impure rope, has to do with the sign. So we're seeing the sigh and the Um, this uh, groan um, is the aspect of make, bringing death to the body and to the soul. When you sigh and you groan, you're actually dying in both of these areas. The body and the soul. How do we know with regard to the body? It makes the body almost go into uh, death. It says in the Gemara Barachot, 
that a sigh breaks the body of a person. That's the first proof. And with the soul as well, this death also occurs because it is known what is written in Tehinim. When you increase their breath, they perish. When you add on their breath, their spirit, they expire. Because before the death, before people die, their breath or their spirit increases and then they expire. The same is true of groaning and sighing. If you investigate and observe within the sigh how it is drawn onto the throat, this is the aspect of adding breath or spirit. Because for a certain moment before you sigh, um, there's an adding of spirit. Um, but a moment later, uh, he might perish and be gathered up. Um, so we see this idea of in with regard to the Sai, you have this aspect of all the spirit being drawn into the garon, the throat. And then at that moment, right after, it's very possible that this person can expire um, because it's brought down in the verse. And the sign also has a Tosef Chucham. So we see one who sighs and he he groans over the sins that he committed and he wants to return in repentance to Hashem. So with this sigh actually he's expiring himself and being gathered in from the evil that he once had in his hand. Meaning he's completely leaving the evil behind him. As it says in the verse... Um, when you add spirit, you expire. So you're expiring that evil attachment that you once had and attaching yourself to holiness. The same is true of the opposite, God forbid, as we talked about earlier, the two opposites. The Rasha who sighs over the past that he had. And then the um, Sadiq who... Um, And then there's the tzaddik who regrets the good that he once did. Chad So we see that sometimes the tzaddik too can leave holiness. As it says um, that one who sighs and groans over the good that he once had in his hand and he wants to attach himself to impurity. Then what happens? His holy spirit um, is completely expired and then he attaches himself to impurity. This is what it says. Yesh hevel. What's the heaven? A breath? That there is a breath or a vanity from the earth? What's heaven? The breath of a person. From this sign, from this groan. Which he's sighing and groaning as we speak. Yes, Tzadikim. What does it mean? Yes, heaven. So we just said this sigh, but there's two types of sighs. Yes, Tzadikim. So what's Tzadikim? The aspect whenever. Someone regrets his former deeds. A good person regrets the good that he did. And then their breath goes out from their um, sigh. And it happens to them, the deeds of Reshaim. The deeds of the Reshaim will hit them. Why? Meaning, what does that really mean? Meaning that he's attaching himself to the deeds of Reshaim. Meaning, he's attaching himself to the rope of impurity. To the evil sigh. 
יש רשעים שנעים מנחים מההבל שיוצא מפיהם. And there's רשעים sometimes that sigh and they groan um, from the breath that uh, emerges from their mouth. מגיע להם כמעשה הצדיקים, but it occurs to them the deeds of the righteous. כי נפסקים מהתאומה ונאבקים לקדושה, because they actually sever their hold on, hold, on impurity, and they attach themselves to holiness. והכלל. And the main idea is what? Because God created everything with equal opposites. And one must get vitality from one or the other of the two ropes. And the second he detaches himself on one rope, he immediately attaches himself to the rope opposite it. Rabbeinu tells us, therefore, it's very, very good to accustom yourself, to sigh over the actions that you did that weren't good. And with the sighing that you're doing, to yearn and to long in the midst of this sigh, to return to Hashem. Because with that side, when you're longing for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you detach yourself from the rope of impurity and attach yourself to the rope of holiness, as we saw above. And this chidush is something very unique. Rabbi tells us this: it's you're constantly attached to a rope. It's just what you're attached to, and in one second, you completely remove yourself from. You can completely remove yourself from impurity to attach yourself to holiness. God forbid. Also, the same is true. Um, with the opposite side, God forbid, when a person wishes he might have committed a sin or wishes he fell into a sort of desire, this is very, very bad. And um, it's as if you're being completely attached to the Sitra So we see that there's two opposites. One can accomplish so much good and one can accomplish tremendous evil. Um, Rabbi Nathan says, I also found from the manuscript of the students of Rabbeinu, the other students, um, with regard to this subject, and over there it's explained in, um, with greater explanation the great preciousness and level that is holy sign, what it means to truly sign holiness and the greatness of this. And it's brought over there that the sigh, that a person sighs over his sins, or over the, the little level that he has, is actually greater than many sort of mortifications and fasts. Even making yourself suffer in Avodot Hashem, rolling in snow and things like this. A holy sigh, a sigh of regretting the past, can accomplish much more than all these things. And it happens in one moment. Because with the fast, you're only breaking the body. But Rabbeinu tells us a chidush with sign. That when you sigh, you break the entire body and you transform the soul. And you transform the vitality of the soul from evil to good. Because this breath of a person is actually the rope which attaches the soul to the place of its root. What does it mean, this holy rope and this evil rope? It stems from the neshama. Um, it stems from the neshama. And depending on how you sigh, whether you sigh in holiness or not, this is what turns the rope into holy or impure, or an impure rope. <laughs>
So Rabbeinu Tzadok says a huge chidush that this sigh of a person, this breath of a person is actually the rope which attaches the soul to the place in which it comes from. Whether it's for good or God forbid for the bad. When a person sighs, it's the aspect of that their spirit was added and then he expired. And through a sigh, you actually are able to detach yourself from the rope which you were once attached to. And I'm able to attach yourself to a rope, a different rope, according to whether the side was holy or not, as we said above. Ba'ukh Hashem for such a lesson. Torah Kufiud. New Torah. Let this book of the Torah never cease uh, from your mouth. So we're going to put that aside. Let's go back into it. Right, let's go into the lesson. The Torah is extremely spiritual. It's completely spiritual. Therefore, one whose deeds are pure and upright, and his intellect is very spiritual, he won't, be able, he won't forget one thing. Rabbeinu teaching us how never to forget the Torah. Because something spiritual does not take a place. And the Torah is able to expand, to dwell in his intellect. Without taking up any room. But one who imparts corporeality and materialism within the words of Torah. And he makes them into something palpable. Then he has a measure and a limit how much he's able to grasp in his intellect and not more. He cannot surpass this limit. And if a person wants to attain more than what he is limited, then that which he already once had in his mind, which he brought into his mind, would be pushed away. Like anything physical. If something is filled, for example, if a glass is filled, if you want to put more water into it, I don't know if you fill it up more, that which was already in it will be pushed out. This is where forgetfulness comes from. And this is the, an explanation of, on the verse. In Hosea, Yehoshua, sorry. That made this book of Torah never cease. Yamush. What does it mean, Yamush? Mileshon Mamashut, from the language of Mamashut. On the surface level, Yamush means to stop, to seize. But Yamush comes from the word Mamashut, which means reality, corporeality, materialism. That the darkness was palpable, was, you could feel it. And it's brought down with regard to Makat um, Choshech, when the Jews were living in Egypt, that this darkness, plague of darkness, was actually. Such thick darkness that you could feel the darkness. Meaning to say, what is it saying? What is it warning us? The verse, that this words of Torah, the book of the Torah, should not become mamashut. That we should not make it materialistic and um, physical with the words of Torah. from your mouth. Meaning, because of your mouth. Don't make the Torah. Uh, materialistic because of your mouth. Meaning that which you speak, 
it should um meaning that that when you speak you should not you should make sure be careful that your words are not mamashut um, any sort of uh, uh, physical reality or negusham um, or something of this sort um, or corporeality. This is what the Chachamim say in the uh, Gemara, I believe. That um, it says in the Gemara a story of Rav Yosef, a great tzaddik, who fasted 40 days that his Torah study should endure. So they responded back to him. The people responded back to um, Rabbi Yosef. Um, as we see in the verse, this idea, should never cease from your mouth. But what did it mean? We see that Rabbi Yosef fasted again another 40 days. And then what did they respond to him after the other 40 days? As we see in the verse, that's the first part of the verse. And then after the other 40 days, they responded with the second half of the verse. And from um, your, um, that it should not cease from your mouth and from your descendants' mouth. Meaning to say what? That the Torah word shouldn't become palpable and corporeal from your mouth. Corporeal from your mouth. And then his studies will be completely fulfilled, will endure. For Yosef would never need to fall into forgetfulness. Because something spiritual, something above the aspect of physicality does not take place. Does not, um, is not limited by space. It's above space. So it doesn't take any place. Consider this very well, Rabbeinu tells us. So, Ba'uch Hashem, um, this idea, the story with Rav Yosef is something very big, teaching us meaning that the words should not become palpable in your mouth. And B'zat Hashem, maybe always make the Torah something completely spiritual, never physical, that it shouldn't become dark in the mouth. B'zat Hashem, maybe you have the merit to do so. And never forget our Torah, B'zat Hashem.